It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Mercury News, and I'm here with Charles T. Hamilton. We're going to talk about another trade exception target for the Warriors over the last few weeks. We've talked about Justice Winslow, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Olenek, and Rudy Gay. Today, Charles, I wanted to bring up more of an off-the-wall idea whose name I haven't really heard when we're talking about rumors and speculation, uh, and that's jazz forward Joe Ingles. Now, you might be thinking the Jazz would never trade Ingles, but look, if they decide to break up the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell pairing this offseason, because we know that that relationship is reportedly rocky, and then they lean into Donovan Mitchell's window, he's younger, um, maybe they could be open to trading Ingles. He's 32 years old, and uh, if the Warriors were to offer the trade exception next year's Minnesota pick, for example, uh, maybe that's something that they could do. But before we get into what it would cost, what do you just think about Ingles' fit on the Warriors? Yeah, I think it's a great fit. I mean, you know me. I love three-point shooting, and he'll be 33 when the season starts. So, right. you know, if, if that – some people say it's just a number, it's not. You know, that, that does matter. But uh, I've been against some of the older players we've talked about. But I but think – low mileage shooting, on Ingles, though. I mean, he got mm-hmm. into the NBA at 27 years old. He's only been in the league for, what, six years? So not, not yeah. as much – not as many miles, yeah. And shooting is something that ages well. You know, yes. the defense will, as he gets older, you know, that's something that potentially will fall off. But he's a solid defender. He, as I said, can knock down the three. Uh, you just think about him being that that trail shooter uh, for the Warriors like he does with Utah so much. And um, I, I think it would be a great fit, uh, especially considering the guy can play some four. You, uh, uh, one of the things we've talked about a bunch is, that next iteration of small ball, what is that lineup? And they're missing at least one player in that lineup, um, mm-hmm. depending on how you feel about Wiggins. You know, regardless of how you feel, Wiggins is going to be, if he's on the team, he's in that small ball lineup. But they're missing one player, and he could definitely be that guy. Uh, so fit for me is uh, almost perfect. I mean, the only yeah. knock I have is, is age. And uh, as far as the Utah thing goes – it's a little more realistic than some people think because they also brought in uh, Bogdanovich last right. year. And even though that looked like it was something that would make so much sense, it hasn't worked out great. And as much as I like Joe Ingles and a lot of people like Joe Ingles, uh, Bogdanovich is just a better player overall. He's, you know, well, like one year younger. It's not, not a huge difference, but he uh, th- has kind of made Ingles a little redundant. Nice player to come off the bench for them, but he doesn't have the same role he had before and he could have a bigger role with another team. And yeah, I mean, he, Warriors, to me is, he started only 37 games this year in Utah versus all 82 the year before. I mean, this is a, a 40% three point shooter for his career. Um, he's a good playmaker. I mean, over the last three years, 5.2 assists per game this one, this season, five and 5.7 assists per game the year before 4.8 assists per game the year before that. He would walk in and be the third best playmaker right away. I mean, you talk about replacing Iguodala. He would do that in a lot of respects, right? Underrated mm-hmm. passer. Uh, can run some pick and roll. Can do a lot more stuff um, as a secondary ball handler. Like, I I love that fit for him. 
he would be able to walk in right away. Uh, has a lot of experience playing power forward in Utah, but is nominally a small forward and plays that position a majority of the time. But you can walk in and um, you can have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Ingles, and Draymond as your closing five. That's a damn good closing five, Charles. I mean, that that's I would I would stack that lineup up against anybody in the Western Conference. I think no question, and especially you know. I'm a broken record, but bringing in another 40% three-point shooter with the spacing that they already have, his playmaking to go with Draymond's playmaking, and the potential of Wiggins with all that spacing being a better shooter, uh, you know, just a, a lot less contested threes, et cetera, it, it would be a an almost perfect fit, in my opinion. You know, there's yeah. also there's other factors, obviously, but specifically fit, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, and he does the little things too, right? He's kind of got that gritty mentality, that sort that that YMCA type thing, and what I'm you know I'm going in a roundabout way of saying like, he's just like that that dirty white guy that every team sometimes <laughs> needs, um, like bigger Della Vadova. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that this team needs that they need mm-hmm. like look they need a a cup they need a few things right they need a guy who can hit shots who is not gonna. Uh, hurt the floor spacing in the way that Draymond Green uh, does and that Andrew Wiggins could, right? If that, if that shot doesn't really stabilize um, Eric Pascal, same thing. So Ingles is coming in. He's not going to hurt the floor spacing. He's going to help the floor spacing of anything. And can you imagine if that him at a, as a 40% shooter getting this, like there's not a lot of space right now in Utah, right? With Donovan Mitchell as a slasher, Rudy Gobert is obviously a rim guy. If you put Ingles on the floor with Steph and clay and that gravity, I mean, he's going to go from a 40% shooter to a 42, 43% shooter. I mean, he's going to get better shots than he ever has in, in yeah. Utah, right? And yeah. so I, I love that fit from an offensive standpoint and the playmaking and all that. Um, and then defensively, like I said, he does those little things. He's not the super athlete that the Warriors need. I think that they could do that with a top five pick. But they do need that Ingles type who can hit the shots and do a little bit of that dirty work too, which he's obviously – uh, not been afraid of doing. He's a, he's a gritty player. He's a useful player. He's a versatile player. Uh, I think when you look at what the Warriors need, he checks all of those boxes for that position. Definitely. And, you know, I like that you mentioned a uh, little, little goon to him as well. Yeah. And the Warriors, I, I think the front office understands that you need some players like that. But also the players love that. Draymond would love that. Oh, yeah. You know, one, one of my favorite things about Marquise Chris, not just his game, that, you know, he's been a great reclamation project, but he's another guy that, you know, is not going to take any <laughs> any bleep on the floor. And, mm-hmm. and Joe Ingles is another guy that brings that. Because, look, uh, it's a stupid knock on Stephen Clay about them being too nice because, to me, that's a, a veiled shot at their competitiveness, et cetera. But they're not these guys, you know, they're not these goonish um, on edge guys. And you, you need some of that. You've got Draymond, you've got Marquis Chris to throw Joe Ingles in there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it, uh, it, it would be uh, a welcome addition. He'd be welcomed with open arms by the other players. I, I think. With the ever increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all of the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low without the markup you find at chain stores. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Charles, before we talk about what we think about this as far as is it worth the cost. Let's talk about what it would cost for Golden State to bring in Ingles. Now, I I think I said this on another podcast at some point. I should have saved it for my podcast, but um, I the Warriors have had internal conversations about Joe Ingles uh, earlier in the season. They like Ingles' game. They would love to have a player like Ingles if they can't have Ingles. When when Ingles signed that extension in Utah last summer, you know that was a little bit of a bummer. That was a team like he was going to be a free agent, and there was way, like maybe the Warriors could have went after him in some way, shape, or form. But I actually think by him signing that extension, and it still fits within the TPE, it actually ends up playing in Golden State's favor because instead of trying to sign him with, with cap space they may or may not have, they have this trade exception. Mm-hmm. And Ingles fits easily within it. Um, I Now, Utah, to go to that, to get to that point of trading Ingles or at least making him available, um, like I mentioned at the top, a few other things would have to happen first, right? Like this dot, like the playoffs, they like the jazz won't don't the jazz would have to sort of flame out in the playoffs underwhelm, yeah. I guess yeah. play below expectations. They would have to end up probably breaking apart the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell pairing, even though I'm not sure they have to go that far, but they would definitely have to get to the point where we need to make some serious changes. Mm-hmm. Now Ingles is not the problem there. But his age, where it is, like you said, he'll be 33 going into next season. If they want to try to get younger and more and kind of figure out a team more around Donovan Mitchell's timeline, um, it makes sense for them to not only get a trade exception where they could absorb another salary from the team and potentially get a first-round pick that way, but also get a first-round pick too. Now, Ingles for a top-five pick, like this year's top-five pick, that's that's way too much of an overpay from the Warriors, but maybe the Minnesota pick next year could be in play. I think that's the, that's the pick I'm looking for. If I'm packaging something with the trade exception, I don't know that golden state's first round pick next year would be enough to get the jazz to bite. Yeah, I agree. I would push back on being willing to give up that Minnesota pick just because I don't believe in Minnesota. I think it's going to be a great pick. Um, But would you rather give up the top five pick this year? No, so speaking about the uh talking about the um the 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 Utah Jazz their potential want to get younger, you know, would a Jordan Poole in the Warriors pick uh be be enough because I mean, I agree with you like it's for one, he's a good player, he's going to cost more, but also other teams are going to want him. It's not just someone they're going to dump. Like other teams will give up things to get Joe Ingles too. So would have Eric Paschal in the Warriors pick be enough for them? A young player 
and a first round pick and you're dumping the salary and you're getting something for someone um, instead of getting nothing for him, letting him walk in free agency because it is the last year of his contract next year. Um, and another thing you mentioned is that the fact that they have this trade exception works more towards their favor because they can actually pay him uh, you know, what he's worked. They wouldn't be asking him to take a pay cut with the, the uh, you know, uh, taxpayer MLE or anything like that. So I, the, the cost is somewhat prohibitive, but right. if they, it depends on how you feel about the Minnesota pick. And I think it's going to be a high one this year. It's, Again, it, it depends where you fall with who is. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't even give up. I wouldn't even give up the fifth pick. Um, yeah, I, would I wouldn't even it. do it for like a pick swap because Utah's gonna end up in the twenties. I I know I'm in the minority on this, but I am lower on the Minnesota pick coming over than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually I would prefer this year's pick over next year's Minnesota pick. If you had mm-hmm. to, if if you took both assets and just sort of like what asset would be more valuable in a trade right now? I think it's the top five pick, not the Minnesota pick coming over next year. Well, part of that because, is we know for sure that, it, that this is a top five pick. We know that. Right. That's that's, no all, that's 95% of the logic there. And the other mm-hmm. part of it is that Minnesota's pick next year is top three protected. Mm-hmm. So the only way it could get better. The only way next year's pick can be better is if it's number four or five. And or really, mm-hmm. if only if it's number four, and that's only if the Warriors end up with the fifth pick this year. Now, you know, the other reason is, well, next year's draft is so much better, but would you rather have the top five pick right now or number, I don't know, let's call it eight, nine, 10, 11 next year? I don't know. And with not to mention the chances that you don't even get the pick because it ends up in the top three and it just stays with the Timberwolves. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that you would rather have eight, nine, 10 next year over, you know, one, two, three, yeah. four, five this year. And and so I would be more willing to trade that Minnesota pick. Plus, you know, do the Warriors really want to add two lottery level rookies to this rotation in two years? I don't think they do. And if that's true, then they're probably going to have to trade one of these picks. And I still think it's more likely that they use the pick now and develop that player for a year as opposed to trade this one and keep the Minnesota pick that's a little bit that could still get lost. Because if you trade this pick and then the Minnesota pick next year falls in the top three, well, you've gone from potentially two top five-ish lottery picks to none. And that would be a problem. That would be a huge problem. That would be like the worst thing that this front office could do. So that's my long ways of saying, Charles, that if they do make a, if they do make a trade for Joe Ingles or a similar type of wing player or whatever, I think the Minnesota pick next year is much more in play than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Um, and so, but, and I want to go back to that other trade idea you said though, Jordan Poole and Golden State's first round pick. What about Eric Paschal and Golden State's first round pick next year? Would you be willing to go that far for Ingles? I, I would. I okay. honestly would. I, uh, the, it's just, it's tough for me to see um, a guy turn his three point shot and go from like 25% to 35% something respectable like I as much as I like Eric Pascal I like him a lot don't get me wrong if he, if they end up saying no to a Pascal you know first round pick trade for Ingles I would understand it but at the same time one of the things uh, one of the points you brought up about using this year's pick uh, on a player is you have that year of development Joe right. Ingles is more ready to go than Eric Pascal is right now mm-hmm. uh, as far as making a run t- for another title 
So I, I'd be, I would understand it. I'd be all for it. I would also want it to hopefully come with an extension for Joe Ingles. Uh, that's one of the things that I would be uh, a little a little worried about is if you make the trade, then you only get him for one year. But as far as moving Eric Pascal for him, uh, I'd, I'd be fine with it. But then also I want to say uh, when it comes to that Minnesota pick, uh, some of it, there's, there's nothing, there's no real logic behind it except for like the allure of the unknown where, you know, it could be a top five pick or let's say it, it's top three and Minnesota gets it. And then the next year when it's unprotected, what if it's the number one overall pick? You know, it's the allure of the unknown. But let's say it falls 13, 14, uh, you know, at bottom, bottom, bottom of the lottery. Like right. that is the type of pick I would be willing to give up for Joe Ingles. But it's right. just the idea of the unknown where same thing with this year. If the Warriors end up swapping and trading down and let's say they end up in the, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever area. And that's the pick that they would, you know, move for Joe Ingles. I would be all for it. But just the idea of the, the top five pick this year. Uh, I wouldn't want to. Um, are you on the same page with Pascal, though? Would you be willing no, to? No, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you get a guy like Ingles right now, no doubt. I mean, the things that you're worrying about with Pascal, whether or not he could play with Draymond in small lineups, uh, what his versatility range is and all these things like that, that like all that stuff Joe Ingles brings to the table. So it's just it's a no brainer to me. Um, let's talk about the bottom line uh, next and compare Joe Ingles to some of the other targets that we've been talking about over the last few weeks this is locked on warriors support for this podcast comes from cdw nhp at cdw we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk making you a little paranoid i'm not paranoid you're paranoid cdw can implement a secure mobility solution using the hp elite book with intel 8th generation processors and sureview privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes did you follow me here it orchestration by cdw people who get it find out more at cdw.com hp security what was that Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonassistant to learn more. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things. You can send comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. We've talked about Joe Ingles. What do we think about Joe Ingles compared to some of the other players that we've talked about, Charles? We've talked about, uh, I'm going to try to get them all, Justice Winslow, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Olynyk, and Rudy Gay so far. Ingles versus those targets. Is he your favorite? He, you know, it's tough because, yeah, he is my favorite, but then you have to factor in uh, contract, uh, what it would take to get him, all those things. So it's up with him and Justice Winslow right now. But I do still think Joe Ingles is the better player. He's more um, durable. You know, he doesn't have the injury concerns that uh that you get with uh justice winslow right. I and mean, you mentioned it he started 82 82 82 81 or sorry not started but played in all those 82 mm-hmm. 82 82 81 79 so he's a guy that 
you can count on being there. And is he, he's probably a better player at this point. Uh, we get a little too obsessed with youth sometimes, even though I'm all for the Warriors getting younger. But when you know that a player like Joe Ingles is going to come in, I'll, I'll, I'll take Joe Ingles. So I think he's taken over Justice Winslow as my, my top uh, TP, uh, yeah. TPE target. Yeah, I mean, Winslow with the youth is obviously beneficial, but Ingles, with what he can bring to the table right away, the durability, I'm not concerned about the miles that he has. Like I said, he's thirty. He's going to be 33, but he's going to be a young 33. He's been playing in the NBA since he was 27. Um, and so the miles just aren't, as there, aren't there as much as a, another 33-year-old. I think this team can use a veteran presence, like another one, like him, where, like we talked about at the top of the show, is a little bit gritty. He brings that... He brings that little edge to this team. I'm not. I'm not in favor of bringing in a veteran just to be a, another quiet veteran in the locker room. But if you could bring an important perspective, a different point of view, a different element to that locker room as a veteran, well, then yeah, sign me up. And then of course they'll still have a top five pick this year uh, to add some youth. You could still bring in another young player with the MLE or something like that. You could still stay young, um, but they could use I think one more guy like Ingles. To me, he's my favorite. He's a little bit more like I said maybe the most unrealistic target of all the guys that we're talking about. But, you know, we've been surprised before in the NBA. We'll be surprised again. And Ingles would be not even close to the biggest surprise that we've seen as far as offseason moves over the last few years. So if Utah decides to shake things up and it seems pretty precarious right now over there, Ingles could be had for the right price. I would be, I think we decided we'd be willing to, we, we, we disagree a little bit on the picks that we'd be willing to give up, but if it came down to giving up a young player, certainly next year's golden state pick. Um, if you got to throw in a few of these second round picks for sweetener, I think we'd be both in favor of that. You know, that's, that's fine. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm high on Ingles as far as um, he's my top guy, as far as the guys we've talked about so far too. Let's um, it happen. <laughs> next week we're going to talk about thunder point guard dennis Schroeder is our trade exception target that's it for us today this is locked on warriors thanks for listening stay safe hey bay area sports fans this is ben kaspik host of the locked on giants podcast which should be the next locked on podcast you fire up in your feed the MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked on Fantasy Basketball podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast.